0: veterans and everyone who's ready to change their lives welcome to the christina silva show educating our veterans live join your host marine corps trained motivator christina silva as she connects with experts innovators and military heroes now let's get started here is christina silva yeah.
1: Well, we want to thank you for another amazing opportunity live on the greatest internet podcasting platform in the world, Voice America. It's time for educating our veterans live. And today we want you to know a new slogan from yours truly, Christina R. Silva, United States Marine Corps veteran, to all of our supporters, listeners, and sponsors, everyone. I repeat, everyone is related to a veteran. So today we bring you Creative Resiliency Solutions, and each week for many years in a row, we have experts and subject matter, law enforcement, civilian, military, previous military, families, clinicians, celebrities, and our active duty military personnel that share their stories so we can find out about the art of healing. So let us welcome our very special guest, Francis A. Cheever a.k.a. Major Achiever, 32 years and counting United States Army Active Duty and Reserve Service. Frances is in her 33 years of Army excellence, and she is a soldier for life. Let us welcome Frances Cheever to the Christina Silva Show. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Christina. I'm so honored to be here and be part of this show that is um, making a difference for our veteran community active, and uh, retired service members and their families.
1: That is so wonderful. I will always remember the day we met, and we're going to start out the show with the amazing hook that proves that everyone is related to a veteran. But first, I would love to say I'm so proud of you because I've watched many highlights in your career take place since you retired in 2012, and I want to salute you as a major of the United States Army for Life and as a Marine Enlisted Warrior beside you sisters now that we have our boots in the door of the entertainment industry we want for our veterans and their military families to realize gainful employment housing health and educational benefits that will lead them into their purpose so you are an award winning screenwriter and you still serve as a nurse that cares up to the greatest time in american history the pandemic let's start with a couple of keywords and acronyms while you tell us your story, starting with the movie Private Benjamin. What about that first day you joined the Army and went to Boot Camp, Francis?
2: Yes. Um, so the movie Private Benjamin came out in October 1980. And uh, I was watching it, and what I watched was uh, a woman who was not defined by the man that she married but went out and challenged herself and joined the military. And although it wasn't exactly what she expected, she did rise above through um, hard work and perseverance and um, made it to the top, you know, and she had a fabulous life thereafter. And so that really inspired me. And uh, the next month I went to the recruiting station and raised my hand to, to join the army. And I joined as a combat medic And uh, off I went January uh, 1981, and yes, I was still wearing the all green khaki uniform. So I've worn about five different uniforms in my career.
1: That's incredible. Our Army has now donned a beautiful rendition of their brand new Army dress uniform. And I've been to many Army balls and we know the yellow ribbon signifies reintegration and healthy transition for our troops. So now that we know you've served all of these years as a combat medic, we know that you've seen, heard, endured, and persevered beyond many circumstances that our American soldiers may or may not be able to transition through to get to their purpose. So there are some key terms for our listeners to know that the show is going to be quite graphic, it's going to be powerful, and it's going to be real so that we can tell you today the Creative Resiliency Solution also has coping mechanisms built in. So as you're listening to Frances A. Cheever sharing her Army career, you'll know that no age, no happening, no trauma, or anything can stop you from your purpose when you find your tribe. Is that correct, Francis?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to be able to just um, go back to my military that jo- I joined in 1981 as a private E1 combat medic. But throughout my 32 years of service, I also went back to school and became a licensed practical nurse, which helped elevate me to uh, a licensed practical nurse and a sergeant first class. And as a sergeant first class, I was uh, I served at Walter Reed during Desert Storm. And then I went back to nursing school and got my commission as an officer. And um, I did that all with the support of the military. And it just it just shows the growth and how you can challenge yourself, and educate yourself in your military career. So as they're giving to me, I am giving back as well.
1: And that is the equation that reintegration stands for, but resources and the pathway, it's a labyrinth. And so today we're going to use your life story and some of the things you've been through to help others ebb and flow toward their benefits because we are all unique in our service and we all want to become something different. But today we're going to be focusing on the art of healing through entertainment with activity and also film, media, and television. So let's think about your Army career over the 32 years that you served. I happened to meet you during some of the final years when you were serving at the 79th Sustainment Support Command. And I also went to an amazing one-time special reintegration program that is not open to civilians as a media host to cover you. We met in Anaheim at the Hilton Hotel. Let's talk about that night and the importance of the various classes that happened when the Army's program back then helped families go through different modules to reintegrate. And also we'll talk about capstone for those that are separating until their retirement.
2: Absolutely. Yes, I remember that day like it was yesterday, and it was really almost nine years ago. Hard to um, believe, but um, so happy that our friendship has endured, so we have the opportunity to um, share our experience with others and help them to um, reintegrate into civilian life or whatever else, other um, adventure that they're, they're on. Um, but when I met you, At that event, it was the Yellow Ribbon event that was put on by the military. And um, it was a five-part series back then to help not only the service member prepare before they were to exit the military, or not just exit the military, but prepare them for pre-deployment. And so it was preparing the service member for pre-deployment, and then it was preparing the family to... Um, be able to take care of all things from finances to daycare to all the legal pieces of it to make sure that their families were safe and secure while the service member was overseas. And then there was a follow-up event that would help our soldiers reintegrate back into their home life and their military jobs after uh, being deployed into a war zone.
1: Thank you for sharing. I just want to take a moment to thank you for your service, Francis. You are such an elegant leader. And in your uniform, you were headed to the event. And we shared a miraculous moment in the elevator traveling there. And you said, "Um, right this way. And I was going towards the media booth and everything. And we were just connected at the hip ever since. And we are not the same without our family that comes to these events. So it's time for shout outs and to remember your uh, leadership role with your troops that may have been attending that day? Because I met some very special and important guests of your family as well.
2: Yes. You know, um, I wanted to say that everything that I've done, all of that would not have been possible without the love and support, encouragement of my children. They're all adults now. But when I I was a single mom raising three kids, and they were always there to encourage me and um, participate in the events. So yes, all my children were there at the events. And I think that is really important for our service members to include their family, their children, their spouse, their, their parents um, at different events, uh, so they can better understand the work that we do, the importance of it, and how we all work towards the greater good. And You know, we sacrifice, but our family members sacrifice. And once my children were able to see what I um, was doing and the other service members that were deploying out and the other children that were being left behind, they had a greater appreciation and respect for all in uniform. And from day one, they continue to um, support me and encourage me now to write the projects that I um the screenplays and TVs and uh, stories that I write, and to get them out and you know that represent our military community.
1: Yes, your military leadership training has truly helped you to seamlessly trend, Position, but there's preparation that goes throughout the different duty stations that you may have been stationed at over the years, and especially the things that you have seen, it's always good to look back and thank a few, maybe master sergeants that have impacted your life in the sisterhood realm, and also talking about any person that helped you shop your first project. Can you pick one mentor from the 79th that you would like to thank?
2: Oh, absolutely. This is my battle buddy, Master Sergeant Sophia Mendoza, one of the most brilliant women I've ever met and my most fabulous friend, forever friend is what I call her. Mm -hmm. And um, she, as a senior NCO, because I was, I automatically just gravitated over to that senior NCO side. And she was always so um, just brilliant in her communication skills. She was the uh, NCO, IC of the training and mobilization for the 79th Sustainment Support Command. And um, she was SHARP, which is the sexual harassment uh, response program. She was EO, equal opportunity. Um, she was a training NCO. I know she has a, a laundry list of, of um, certifications, and she continues to use them. But uh, she's inspired me to greatness. She's helped me to um, believe in myself and to help me to bring my projects forward and encourage me and let me know that they really do make a difference. They enlighten and entertain. And uh, she's been with me all the way. She was Her husband was assigned to the Pentagon after she retired from the 79th. And she lived here in the Washington, D.C. area with me for about three years. And she recently moved. And so um, it kind of takes me around to uh, talking about our tribe and meaning that, you know, when you're in the military for so long, you have a natural connection to those in uniform, not only a connection, but a sense of security and comfort with them. And when you leave... You think, oh, I got this. This is easy. No problem. I'm, if I can, you know, lead troops and do what I do while in uniform, going into civilian life should be a piece of cake. But um, if I didn't have Sophia here, I'm not quite sure what I would would be doing. But um, it's so incredibly important to find others, and we can that are like minded, similar you can connect with so you're not alone and you're not isolated. And so what I have done and what I have encouraged others to do, and I've pulled people into my my circles, whether or not it is um, the American Legion. We are both members of Post 43 American Legion Hollywood, uh, which is absolutely amazing. And it ties right into veterans in media and entertainment which I had joined back, um, I don't know, over 10 years ago, I met the original founders, um, Kyle from veterans in film and television. And then Karen Kraft took over and rebranded to veterans in media and entertainment. And I don't know what I would have done without Karen personally, but being part of that Veterans of Media and Entertainment VME family, that we um, encouraged each other and we wrote and we would write short scenes and we would just say, hey, we got this great scene and we would pull our actors and writers and producers and camera folks and PAs all together. And amazing. We, I had a, a short scene, we put in the call and within 24 hours we were out filming and produced a great reel for one of our service members. <laughs> I was originally part of the LA chapter uh, while I was stationed at the 79th, and um, they provide uh, mentoring. They provide programs that help in the, in the different aspects of the entertainment industry. Uh, PA program, writer, producer, director Um, actor all of those areas and then they facilitate opportunities amazing opportunities and not only are they um, giving the opportunities to our VME members but they're also um, informing and educating the entertainment um, platform for those that are out there to say hey look not all veterans are broken and we can get out there and we have amazing um, folks that have these very, very unique skill sets uh, that can translate right over into the entertainment business. And in brief, for me, it was production. I had a great, I was I went back to school at 53 years old to American University to the producing, film and television program. And I did it, yes post nine eleven 11 GI Bill over there, and right. um, shared that with my son Jesse Cheever, who uh, is at Columbia University in the human rights program, my son Jason at Maryland uh, in a business program. But just to, to get back, so I went there because I understood that it was so important to understand the business of show, and so I went back. And then I had the opportunity to actually intern on House of Cards. This is great. they filmed in Baltimore, Maryland. Well, when... Francis,
1: I have to ask you a question before we move on about VME and the way that you connected through VME Connect, because oh, I yes. want everyone to be able to keep up with your transition so they can follow your pathway. Absolutely. So, as the director of operations in the chapter in Washington D.C., so all you have to do is go to VMEConnect.org. Frances is going to be sharing from her career and her bio can be found on LinkedIn and she is a soldier for life and her credentials range from being an NCO up to the E7 rank and also as an officer, major retired and the army nurse corps and at Walter Reed army medical center in DC and Bethesda with her other assignments. She also has a very special passion and heart for America's wounded warriors. So, mobilizing and training. Those are her specialties, but she wants to tell us a little bit about her credential about hiring heroes with their boots in the door. Could you start there, Francis?
2: Whatever position that I, I go into, I want to give an opportunity. So I uh, will request a first look hiring opportunity for veterans, especially when it is in a position uh, or a um, a character for a movie or television. that is an actual veteran. So if I may uh, give a few examples sure. of that, um, one is on house of cards. I was, I was hired and I use LinkedIn and I c- contacted. So I, I want people to hear this. Yeah. So if there's a p- position that you're looking for and would like, you can actually go on LinkedIn, as you well know, and private message. And hopefully they'll answer And that is how I got my position on house of cards. And when I arrived, they said, um, we got your resume and we saw your profile on LinkedIn. How in the world are we going to make you a PA? How are we going to, how are we going to do that? Um, that wouldn't be right. And I said, give me one moment and let me explain to you why it's the right thing to do. Hmm. You're giving me an opportunity and to be able to learn a new skill that I can share with my other veterans and give opportunities to them. And so they were so kind to, um, give me the most amazing internship where I worked with that head of every department of house of cards. And at one point it was a little difficult for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a little overwhelming. And I said, okay, step back, look at it as a military operation, like I did at the 79th. And, um, it all came together and I don't think anybody there really realized the magnitude of um, the number of people there. So I built them an organization chart chart, like we do in the military for season four with the poster where they won 15 Emmys or or something like that. Anyway. So what I'm trying to say is those skills that I learned in the military Mm -hmm. as a leader, working in mobilization and training, transitioned into production yes. so beautifully and so we have to do better at taking the unique skills that we learned as service members whether you're a airplane mechanic or you're a, a an army nurse working in head of the ER or whatever it may be because as military folks um, we're not just trained in one thing. We, ha- we are trained in a multitude of different areas and um, we need to be able to translate them better when we're writing resumes for service members when they're getting out and trying to get a position. So you talked about that first look hiring opportunity. So that was one example. The other was, um, i worked on the movie Jackie And all of those military, they hired me just to be the um, military advisor and help dress some of the characters and actors and stuff. And when I read the script, I was like, um, hold on. You have all, we have all of your military assets sitting in our backyard at Fort Meyer and at, at the old guard. It's the same exact unit that did support JFK's funeral, So before I even said that to them, I did a recon early in the morning and met up with the regimental, the regimental commander of the old guard there. And I said, look, this is a really great opportunity for us to be able to authentically, accurately and respectfully represent our military service member in a movie. And this is that's my branding. This is how I want to move forward here on. First look, hiring opportunities, the absolute opportunity for authenticity to do things respectfully so people will actually watch those movies and those TV shows. I did print for um, the University of Maryland Global Campus for their military pamphlet. Everyone in there is military, representing and so that's as you you hear it in my voice, that's what I'm really passionate about is let's let's do this and and do this well and and give those first look hiring opportunities for our veterans.
1: Thank you, Francis. Persistence in your projects with passion equals inclusion. And inclusion in the entertainment industry with enlightenment is the reason for our call to action today. Francis, I know it's shy when someone is bragging about your immense resume and your accolades. And in this half of the show, I would love to give you a reason to listen to what some of your amazing admirers say as testimonials from your LinkedIn page. In 2004, at the height of US military casualties returning from Operation Enduring Freedom, Frances Cheever was known by her mobilized reserve soldier subordinates as Captain Cheever. I served under Captain Cheever as a registered nurse assigned to Walter Reed Army Medical Center's emergency room. During the 18 months I served alongside her I've never seen a more dedicated soldier. Throughout the war's peak years of 2004 to 2005, Walter Reed was bustling as our nation struggled to meet the new war demands thrust upon us. Casualties were being brought into the hospital by land and air multiple times daily. While providing passionate yet purposeful and efficient care, Captain Cheever displayed unbelievable organizational and leadership skills. As the ER nurse's manager, she was responsible for being one of the first faces that our returning wounded warriors saw on US soil. She dedicated herself wholeheartedly to the care of these soldiers and also to her staff. Throughout these tumultuous times, Captain Cheever organized our required air ground evacuation teams and daily personnel staffing requirements. She managed these emergencies in addition to the rigorous baseline demands of normal administrative responsibilities for JCAHO, concerning staff policies and many other tasks too numerous to mention. I believe this historical time in our nation's history afforded her irreplaceable bird's eye view of management during such crisis. Captain Cheever's interpersonal relationship skills, creative thinking towards problem solving, and conflict resolution were tested to their fullest capacity, and she passed with flying colors. As life has moved on, Captain Cheever was promoted to major and eventually retired from the Army while continuing to dedicate her life as a true patriot. I was so inspired by her dedication and work ethic that I continued my education and became a nurse and a thesis, and also continue to serve my 22nd year in the U.S. Army Reserves. I owe her a debt of gratitude for her inspiration and fully recommend Frances Cheever without regard. I trust that she will continue to impress you as she did our nation during its time of need. And now that brings me to your accomplishment after taking off your uniform and knowing you nine years plus since that day in 2012, Francis, you are so honorable and you love your nation and our heroes and your comrades so very much that you donned your uniform once again and participated in the COVID Ops engagement in 2020. And when we come back, we're going to hear about Francis's accomplishments, what she's going to be doing in film and television to come, and we're going to teach you how to cash in on your purpose. Cha-ching! We'll be right back with more of the Christina Silva Show featuring Major Francis Cheever, retired U.S. Army. Paco's Tacos and Grill is conveniently located adjacent to the Strip and Nellis Air Force Base. Paco's Tacos and Grill specialties are in catering for your next event. Choose Paco's Tacos and Grill at 3438 East Sahara Avenue, Suite 185 in Las Vegas. Burritos, tacos, platters, and more. Ask for Paco and dial 702-654-3193. That's 702-654-3193. 3193. Join our call to action and meet CRS, your host of the Christina Silva Show. Educating our veterans live is a community responsibility, and we'd like to thank our sponsors for their dedication and compassion for U.S. military troops and their families. Educating our veterans live with CRS, the founder of Cami's Two Civis, mental health awareness, housing, employment, and higher education resources to the forefront. Tune in to the Christina Silva Show on the Voice America Variety Channel. We transform
0: You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. If you'd like to call in during our live show, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. For more information about the show, email crsprods at gmail.com. That's crsprods at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Well, we hope you're enjoying our show with up close and personal highlights from the life of Francis A. Cheever, major achiever. Now, my nickname in the military and the Marine Corps during the Persian Gulf era is the infiltrator. And that is a person that is able to infiltrate a situation, no matter which stage it's in, to pick up the baton and get all the records straight, make sure there's a standard operating procedure, and to create events that encourage and enhance the morale, welfare, and recreation for our troops. So Francis, with your job as a caring combat warrior and also a nurse that has been by the side of our troops, nursing them back to health and leading them to the art of healing through entertainment, we want to say a thank you and shout out to all of our troops. And with the 4th of July just nearly behind us, we want to thank our old glory for waving at the cost of the lives of those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we say, God bless America. Please have a moment of silence with me on the Christina Silva show. And I always exhale at this time when we have that moment of silence, Francis, because we dress up our wounds every day when we think of the sacrifice that we've given, but you had told our audience that once you're in the military swing, after serving so many years, you have that foxhole, you have that buddy and you have that person that you trust that understands you without saying anything, or when they do say something, it's said with empathy. And you mentioned master Sergeant Sophia Mendoza and I want our audience to be able to get, like, to know you a little better, but with digital media and film and television, it's name with a face. And our kids and our world is learning from movies and TV, like Netflix and Hulu and the military channels and everything, but that media is enhanced by special effects. So when it comes to your films that you've written and your director of operations view at the VME Washington, D.C., you have the chance to make the media tell the true story. It's kind of like a tennis game when the ball is going back and forth. It's so exciting. But at the French Open, when the ball misses and one opponent doesn't score and the winner does score, how do you become resilient after that? Losing, right? Rally point. Take me there.
2: The idea of Rally Point came um, actually when during Desert Storm when I was at Walter Reed. And, you know, at Walter Reed, we were, uh, you just read that whole piece. And I just felt like every medical person from, you know, the combat medics to the nurses, to the doctors, to the the, the supporting staff, we're working around the clock and trying to save lives. And I thought, kept thinking to myself, you know, I, I would hear the news and I would say, they don't understand. They just don't understand. Mm. And so the seed was dropped then. And then it wasn't really until I got involved with VME and, and saw the power of uh, film and television. Um, I say that, um, you know, the entertainment business is the most far-reaching platform to enlighten and entertain, and to really um, show our unique stories and have have them understood and to understand who we are. So I developed this. Uh, it was a feature, actually. It was set up to be a franchise, kind of like the Fast and Furious. Right. And so I, it was a, an elite. Tactical trauma team that goes up on combat contingency and humanitarian operations worldwide. Yeah. It's a very unique group of folks that come together, and they each one of my characters embody one of the very, um, I want to say, controversial issues, um, but things that were a challenge as I saw them in you know, during Desert Storm and then 2004 moving forward. So I wanted each of my characters to hold that. So, and um, make them very unique and very real as to who we are with, with character and everything. And so I didn't want to write it as um, something that would make people not want to watch it because watching war is difficult. Yes. And so I tried to make it as entertaining as possible. And so one of the things that we used to say when these uh, service members, these wounded warriors would come in is gosh, if we could have just got them the medical attention right there on site, how many lives could we have changed? How could, how could we have done that? So I designed my own group, <laughs> um, this forward surgical team wow. and um that has their own chopper that has a um, an OR in it. And I say they can drop an OR out of the sky and have boots on the ground in less than 15 or in less time it takes to, to run a PT test. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was kind of the idea. And there are the, um, like I said, the different issues such as uh, my main characters, Colonel Annie Chevelle. She is the combat surgeon and so if I could, I just need a backup because it tells you the heart of the story. And what happened five years prior to the start of the movie is while at Walter Reed, um, there, there was a combat uh, convoy in Iraq that had gotten hit. There was the gunner, the medic, and the, the lead uh, guy on the convoy, convoy. And he got hit and lost a leg. And he wakes up and he's at Walter Reed. And the combat surgeon, Colonel Anna Chabelle, walks in, and she's the one who has to say, hey, I'm sorry, I couldn't save your leg. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I want to give up. I'm going to kill myself. I'm done. And she said, and she challenges him and says, you know what? You're Because he was saying that everybody else died, he should have died with him. Mm-hmm. And so she challenges him to go back to school to be a PA so he can go back and save the lives and train them the other upcoming soldiers. So fast forward five years, he had gone to school, got his PA, physician's assistant, and he's part of our team. And so we have Colonel Anna Chevelle, and then we have captain Bobby Renterra, who's a physician uh, assistant. And I, I have little uh, quotes and sayings for them. Even death cannot destroy me. And then we have first Sergeant Rose Jackson, who's the single mom. And, um, for Captain Bobby Rentera and Rose Jackson, I say Rentera and Rose Jackson are the alpha male and female with one shared weakness, each other. Oh, my. And then we have Private First Class Grand Checkman, um, who who is gay, and he's out to prove that he is a, a soldier just as much as the soldier next to him, and he shouldn't be identified um, by his sexuality. And then we have Sergeant... Uh, Carlos Sandus, his name, we call him Deuce, and he's a green card warrior, which is something else that I think is, you know, um, it's my own personal view, but I think that if you put that uniform on and you fight for this country, you should be given the opportunity to be a citizen. But anyway, and then we have Lieutenant Dean Montgomery, who's the certified nurse anesthetist, and uh, Chief Warrant Officer Kate Diamond, who's actually a nurse and the chopper pilot. Yeah. And anyway, so they go on all different kinds of missions that take you in all around the world. I say it's um, Fast and Furious meets um, China Beach or, you know, MASH. Everybody loves to hear MASH. Um, but so that was my first, that's my forever project I've been working on. And, you know, there was a first look at, oh, I won the GI Film Festival with it. I pitched it and the number one thing that came back from being with these amazing characters which are, are amazing uh military that's Sorry. excellent.
1: I hear you. That's excellent. The GI Film Festival is an amazing yes, film festival you. where veteran projects participate in front of major director, producers, and investors. And so Pitchfest is an amazing time where you've worked with your son, Jason. And I know that must be amazing to be a mother and son team with some of the crises that you've mentioned. The world is kind of maybe even afraid to talk about as palatable topics with what you mentioned, homelessness or suicide or amputees or having sexual orientation of any choice. We're still soldiers. When we have our uniforms on, we bleed the same blood. And also we give each other that same comfort as comrades in all phases of life. So today's show is amazing. You truly are a soldier for life there, Francis, And we have to move into a happy Madison right now to talk about another of your projects so that we can give the world a full spectrum on the types of projects from House of Cards and bringing a directorial standpoint to military leadership and how the translation of your talents from the military fit into anything you want to do. You just have to find an expert and a comrade that can help you get your resume in order. So let's talk about a favorite actor of mine that always makes me laugh on the golf course in some of his movies, Adam Sandler.
2: Yes. So um, Adam Sandler, um, as most military folks know, is a huge supporter of our military, our servicemen and women. And I actually met him in person at Walter Reed when he was um, visiting our wounded warriors. Um, And just... uh, (laughs) It's amazing how much he's loved there. And uh, so at that time, I had an opportunity. I was talking to one of the folks that work with him, and they gave me an opportunity to pitch an idea I had um, to them. And it was only an idea and concept. And so I shelved it for a while as I worked on Rally Point. And um, I went back when I was called back to duty for the COVID mission, uh, in Germany, one of the things, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a little all over, but um, when I was at uh, Lahnstoll at the MTD uh, with our um, service members, I encouraged them to write. And so I got journals from the Wounded Warrior Project, from the Red Cross, and encouraged these service members that were wounded and ill. Um, to tell their stories, and in the meantime, as you can see, I like to chat. So I was telling him, you know, I write stories, and one in particular, I don't know, something came on with Adam Sandler, and I was like, yeah, I wrote this um, idea concept called Cha-Ching, and look, I'll just, I'll just uh, read you the the log line. It's kind of quick and easy. Great. Cha-Ching, when Command Sergeant Major Jimmy Womack unexpectedly gets handed his retirement orders. He's suddenly thrust into unfamiliar territory, civilian life, and an unlikely job as a meter maid in Santa Monica. He'll come up against an enemy like no other, Connie, the bombshell reigning champ in the battle for meter maid of the year. And so, you know, from day one that I started writing or even had the idea, I had Adam Sandler in mind because he does have a love and a passion for our military. And that's what I would want, you know, the actor to to really uh, love and appreciate the military. And um, once upon a time he did this little video on a, or a late night talk show where he said, yeah, I always wanted to join the army. Yeah, I won't repeat what he said at the end, but (laughs) anyway. So um, I came back from that mission because everybody's like, oh my God, that's so great. We want to see him in that movie. And I came back and I finished it and um, Happy Madison, Uh, Judith gave me the opportunity to submit the completed script to them for consideration. And I feel incredibly um, blessed and honored just to be able to have the opportunity to do so you know, I, I'll i remain forever hopeful that I'll get a yes. But if not, I'm thankful that he took the time, which is a lot more than most people would get. So I'm appreciative of that. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to add one more thing. So the story to Ching isn't just all about fun and, and, and comedy. But there's a true uh, message in there. And it is about finding your tribe, see his Difficulty transitioning into that civilian life, even though he's like, Oh, I got it, it's easy, it's no problem. And then you see his struggle, and then you see where he he goes to, and there are places where there are veterans. So he's finding his tribe. And then he he starts to transition a little bit better. And and what he doesn't realize. And comes out at the end, so sorry if I give this away a little bit, is that Connie, that bombshell reigning champ, is actually um, a Yellow Star uh, wife. So her husband was military and died in Iraq. Mm -hmm. And so she's actually supporting everybody in the retirement home with the monies that she makes. Um, So every every ticket, it's ch-ching, money in the bank. And so at the very end, they realize that they're a big family now they found their tribe and they've connected and it's what I think that we all look for um you know we struggle when we're alone but the moment I mean the moment I saw you on here I mean I talked to you on the phone but I see your face and there's there's a comfort and a warmth there that I know this this is this is my veteran buddy over here she understands me she gets me
1: I love you, Francis. You've been a consistent soul sister, even though I haven't seen you for a few years in person, because you're in the East Coast and I'm in the West. I'm going to be coming out towards uh, Washington, D.C. soon, or you'll be coming to L.A. We have a lot to do in media and production, and we are a tribe. So if you're listening out there, Francis's projects, including Cha-Ching and Rally Point, can be found coming up in the future And we want you to know that if you have your dreams and they're shelved even for eight years, and if you want to work with your kids and you're a military dependent, they have passions too. persist on your projects with passion and they shall come to pass. Now, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard with our Space Force, our families are rewarded with so many ribbons, awards, and special accolades. So Francis, I want you to tell us about a very special day at our place to go that is the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall is located with the Los Angeles County Military and Veterans Affairs location. And there it's a beautiful bill that was for many millions retrofitted and the character in the building is an outstanding representation of what veterans of all eras have earned and the price that it costs to be remembered so when you first walk into the hall i met you there for another special event and you look so beautiful and so did master sergeant Sophia mendoza what do we have to thank mr kent twitchell artist for
2: Oh, yes. Well, Kent Twitchell, um, is an amazing muralist. Um, he has several, um, not even life-size, but huge murals that span the whole, uh, length of a building all throughout Los Angeles. And so, uh, we met with Stephanie Stone, um, amazing woman who also has, um, given opportunities and, um, works very, very hard to uh, make sure people are aware of all of the amazing resources that are available at the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall. And she's helped so many. I've been to several of her events at the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall, including those for our homeless veterans, our our women veterans struggling. And um, she just really tackles a lot of the issues that veterans are having and offers, um, you know, all the, the support elements to to make things better for for them, and she's always there. And she's always been there for us. So always, and um, we give I'm a special for
1: thanks her. to Brigadier General Ruth Wong as well, who oh, has a Cammy really. Desivis plaque in her office for being our Brigadier General Woman of the Year and Spokesperson of the Year for her amazing service. And to Stephanie Stone, our sister from the Navy. Thank you for being that deputy chief that knows about Francis's story. So in this last moment, as we wrap the show, Kent Twitchell's mural entitled Freedom of Assembly. Tell us, Francis.
2: Another friend uh, of mine, um, Mr. James McEachin, who's a Korean War vet, who's also an actor. Um, a- amazing gentleman. Uh, he was selected first. So in all of the murals, there's actually uh, the freedom of assembly and the free free ballot and the constitution in the middle. And they are life size. And every single person in those murals are veterans. And so um, he asked me if I could pose in there, and then he needed one more. And of course, I volunteered money. Uh, bestie, uh, Master Sergeant Sophia Mendoza, and she's in the one on the far right, Free Ballot. And so one of the things that I said to Kent Twitchell when he was doing the sketch of me is um, we were talking about how I would pose and how I would look. And I said to him, I want, I know it's not me, but I want her to look like she has uh, changed history and she is paving the path for women to come. And I feel like he just captured that so beautifully. And the murals are amazing. And I'm so thankful to Kent Twitchell and for the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall, Stephanie Stone, and everybody that is uh, part of that project.
1: This is amazing. We have truly demonstrated a picture of clean riding style and from your camis to your civvies, you've done so much in your lifetime and we're not finished. Share with us the COVID ops operation and who you'd like to thank.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, Major now Lieutenant Colonel Megan Donald, who ran the operation over there. When I was there, she ran the operation uh, along with Um, Captain Monfiston, who was amazing. So the three of us took on the mission where the two of them were just taking care of uh, the ill and injured and wounded coming from Africa, uh, all of Europe, the Middle East, and all the Spec Ops community that come there anywhere. That's where all our wounded warriors go initially to get treatment. So they were handling all of that. And then soon as COVID hit, uh, Captain Monfiston trained me up and then before we know it, we had over I think 700 COVID positive patients come coming in on, on flights through Ramstein daily. Captain Monfiston went over there, and I had to pretty much take up the slack of all the the regular mission. But the first sergeant, the the company coming, everybody over there was absolutely amazing. I feel so incredibly blessed to have that opportunity, and it has reinvigorated me to get back out and live a purposeful life and continue to help our veteran community. And I am so thankful to you, Christina, for giving me this opportunity to stand on your platform, to let people hear my story and hopefully it encourages somebody, saves somebody's life um, and, uh, you know, change the world a little bit.
1: Amazing. I have heard the passion. I can see your smile with those dimples, and I see you on the podiums where the Emmys are being given out, and also on many red carpets with your films re entering. The scene. This is amazing talking with Frances Cheever, our U.S. Army major retired, and she's also going on special operations to save the ill, injured, and the wounded. And those that are living, listening to the Christina Silva Show, we're with you every Wednesday of the week, educating our veterans live. And these broadcasts can be listened to over and over again, so you can extract the pieces of gold from Private Benjamin to the Happy Madison House of Cards and Cha Ching. Francis Cheever can be reached on LinkedIn. You can find me on my page on LinkedIn, Christina R. Silva, as your host. And you can also call the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall nestled in downtown Los Angeles and the breathtaking walls of the Patriotic Hall with murals. That's mva.lacounty.gov. Military and Veterans Affairs of LA County's building is the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall. 10 stories of help from your claims benefits to reach your education to the beautiful mural where Francis is in a lovely red dress across from master Sergeant Sophia Mendoza. We love you. If you're in crisis or you need help, I would love to be a DAV chaplain chapter service officer help. The VA crisis hotline is open 24 seven at 800-273-8255. You're listening to educating our veterans live through the story of Francis major And we'll be back next week with more updates, highlights, and creative resiliency solutions with film and entertainment with education as your cure. Keep on listening. We want to give special thanks to the Voice America Variety Channel and to our sponsors. Be safe.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi.